This is 15 Minutes to Freedom. I'm your host, Ryan Idell, and today's episode is Looking in the Wrong Places. In today's episode, I'm going to share with you why focusing your attention in an area of your life that you feel is deficient might actually be the wrong place to look. So sit here in the studio. There has been a multitude of times that I would have said my business life was failing. Like more times than I care to really admit. Times filled with self-doubt. Times filled with lack of revenue. Times filled with lack of profitability. Shit, even times when I was in the automotive sales world where my sales numbers were slipping, like dramatically. Now in a fully boisterous and boisterous and self-loving way, I have no problem sharing that I was consistently one of the best salespeople or salespersons in whatever dealership I was a part of. I took great pride in it. I've shared on multiple different episodes that I truly feel like I could sell water to a whale or ice to an Eskimo. Like this is sales is part of who I am. But in that, I would get frustrated because it just never felt like I could remain consistent. And of course, at that point in life, it was super easy to point everywhere else. The economy was down or the weather was bad in Ohio. Didn't have the right inventory. Like name a story. Maybe a story you're even telling yourself right now or you've said before. Like it's always somebody else's fault as to why the numbers aren't good. Now, in full transparency, way back when I was selling, and I say way back because I was fortunate enough to accelerate my growth into management and higher quote-unquote ranks inside the dealership. But as I am honest about that time in life, I was never actually doing what I was supposed to. I wasn't making phone calls to orphan owners. I wasn't prospecting in the service drive aisle. I wasn't calling my current client base and asking for referrals. I was literally waiting around for what we would have called the up bus. The person that was coming up to the lot looking to buy a car. Now I knew statistically if I got a hold of you, it was all over for you. I knew I was going to get you to buy something. But I wasn't doing anything additional to guarantee my own success. It's crazy to sit back and own that now. Like I was elite at what I did without even working as hard as I could have. But I had stories, right? My stories back then where I didn't need to. Like my numbers were good. I was top of the leaderboard most months. Was able to hold great gross profit per car. Had great client experience. My CSI scores were good. All the key indicators. That was my story. And then as... Life continues on and I'm able to look back from a different perspective. I've had an opportunity to analyze why I wasn't as consistent and as successful as I ultimately could have been. My answer might surprise you. It wasn't the fact I didn't make follow-up phone calls. Because I did in my own capacity. And the answer ultimately wasn't that I didn't go prospect in the service drive aisle of people that needed, you know, it was cheaper to get a new car than it was to fix their old one. Wasn't that either. It wasn't even that I could have done a better job with the clients that I had. All these stories may sound familiar to you, right? There's, there's reasons. But from the lens I'm able to view life and now, I realize how flawed and how deficient I was in almost every other aspect of my life. You see, it was easy to pick and poke a business. When there was a down month, I could come up with a million reasons why I could have done something different in business to make it better. 
But business was never really the issue. See, inevitably, at that point in life, I was certainly being unfaithful to my partner. I have no doubt. I don't even know if I could tell you which person I was with back then or which number of people. Like, all I was focused on was, quote unquote, the accumulation of wealth. And it wasn't even really wealth, it was an ego play of trying to work my way up through the ranks of a dealership. And where I was deficient was in my relationship integrity and my spirituality. My body, I would have said, was great because eating consistent meals and injecting anabolic steroids and was focused on the gym, focused on my health. Again, that's a story in its own right, but maybe a story you've told yourself. Like you go to the gym every day, you feel great. But are you really focused on all areas of life to optimize it? See, I wasn't. When I look back and realize that I had no connection to a higher power. Again, I don't, this is not a religious conversation. I don't care if you're atheist or Catholic or Muslim or Hindu. I don't care what you believe in. It's the fact of understanding there's something greater in the universe than yourself. See, I didn't have that. Not only did I not have that, I didn't even know where to start to find that at. Certainly as it pertains to meditation and what that whole practice could do for me, it was laughable. I've shared in other episodes, I used to literally think meditation was sitting around humming with your hands facing upward on your knees, sitting cross-legged on the floor. At that point in life, I was so hell-bent on making fun of everything that didn't make sense to me instead of trying to understand it, that there was no way for me to ever expand my capacity. And so although I was quote-unquote top of the food chain in, in sales, I was elite in that capacity, I was deficient in my consistency. And through that lack of consistency, it was easy for me to blame everything else instead of ultimately blaming myself. You see, there was no part of my life that was an actual integrity. I certainly at that point, although I can admit now that I was using anabolic steroids back then, I would get asked consistently and I would run from it. It's like, no, no, I don't do that. Which is crazy. Right? Like now I say it so freely, but back then it was this like a scarlet letter I felt I had to wear on my chest and I didn't want to wear it. I thought it made me less than someone else having to admit that that's what I was doing. So let's even say that was a level of integrity that could be in question. Certainly when I pivot and look over at my relationship quadrant of how I was living my life, it was the furthest thing from integrity possible. Here I am working inside this luxury car dealership and any attractive woman that would come in, I instantly was the first one to rush to talk to him. Meanwhile, I had a very high quality, high caliber woman I was dating. Admittedly, I know this person wasn't the right one for me, but there was nothing I was doing to honor the sanctity of that relationship. And so as I look from where I'm at now, from the vantage point I currently have, it becomes painfully obvious to me why I was not more consistent. I called I was leaking power from everywhere. I had no integrity. I had no integrity in my body. I had no integrity in my relationship. I didn't have any integrity as it pertained to a higher power, something that was greater than me. The only thing I thought that I had any level of integrity in was selling cars. But even in that capacity, if I'm honest with it, how I was doing one thing was how I was doing everything. And the integrity that I needed to truly, truly step up to the plate in that dealership, in that that way of living, in that occupation, I was lacking. Don't think because you have high sales numbers it means you're high in integrity. 
I was essentially doing whatever it took to make sure I was on top of the leaderboard. It's atrocious from where I sit. I mean, it literally is just, it, it, it's preposterous as I'm sitting here recounting the fact of how easy it was for me to point externally and blame everything else for the deficiencies of my consistency versus taking stock of really where I was at. But see, potentially, just like yourself right now, looking inward is, pa- is painful. It's difficult. It's not enjoyable. Looking inward and having to admit the fact that you made mistakes and the things didn't go the right way. Having to own that you're confused, having to own that you're lost is not enjoyable for anybody. Because as a society, or at least as a, as a man in society, been convinced that we're just supposed to always have it all figured out. Like to show an emotional weakness is a weakness. Actually to show any emotion. And of course, saying to someone else in the dealership, I don't know how to do this, or I don't have it figured out, or I'm scared, or I'm nervous, or I'm hurt, or I'm angry, are all things that you just didn't say. You didn't say them because you didn't want to be judged or ridiculed. When the facts of life are, all of us were feeling that way. Because we're humans. And those are human-based emotions. Those are things we all exhibit from time to time. When I look back over the six or seven year period of the lack of integrity that I was living across the four quadrants of my life, it's, it's astounding that I was able to have the success that I was able to have. And it makes me question fairly consistently, what could I have had if I had known what I know now? So I've been super fortunate that many of you that are younger than 34 have reached out to me, asked for additional, some additional guidance. Maybe some ticks, tips, some tricks. Maybe some of you have stepped up and even decided to work with me. Learn from my mistakes. I wish I had the foresight to actually follow through with that. I wish I knew what performance you know, optimization or coaching or whatever you want to call it. I wish I knew that existed. Oddly enough, this is one of those episodes where that's not a cheesy ploy. Like I don't really want you to call and work with me. What I want is you to expand your capacity of what's possible. You see, I was narrow-minded, and if it didn't have something to do with sales, I wasn't willing to hear it. Because I thought that that would would fix everything. If I went to another Grant Cardone seminar or went to another Joe Verde seminar or learned some new tip, trick, or secret as it pertains to closing and selling, that would catapult my life. That would make me more successful. I mean, think of how many times you probably heard that same story or even told it to yourself. But here I sit saying, there's a much greater playbook to read from. Like imagine getting, only because my daughter Gianna's reading it, imagine getting Charlotte's Web. And you're only given a quarter of the chapters, but yet you're supposed to figure out exactly how the book plays itself out. Well, contextually, you get some of it, but you're not going to get the whole story. And stepping up and reaching into a bigger capacity across a multitude of different variables in your life is going to produce a higher result. Case in point, where I sit. Admittedly, I'm not shy about this. I don't have seven figures in the bank. I don't claim to be the next profit as far as business is concerned. What I do claim to know is that I feel better, more stable, more consistent, and have a better quality of life at this moment than I've ever had before. 
And the fact I used to chase money and that was all I cared about left me so empty in so many other capacities, it's scary that I made it as far as I have. I truly believe had it not been for hard work, dedication, and literally this weird ability to not shut myself off, I wouldn't be here. Not like this. So think about your own life right now. Just for a moment. Where are you focusing on the one area where you feel weakest in or that yields the most results? I mean, to me, I think for almost all of us, it's business. I'm just not making enough money. I'm not going to hit my sales quota. if, If only this thing would change in business, my life would be figured out and I'd have it made. If only I could write that check for 25 grand versus 10 grand, I would feel fulfilled. Well, what happens when you can write the check for 25 grand? And you're still cheating on your significant other. And you still have no relationship to anything bigger than yourself. And you're still polluting your body with trash food and having no structured workout regimen to make yourself feel better than you did the day before. What does 25 grand really do for you? Maybe it does a lot. Only you know your own life and your position. I'll challenge you to consider what would happen if you had a relationship with a higher power that was truly in tune. And what happens if you took care of your body the way that you knew that you should? And what happened if you focused on being present and there in every moment of your relationship? How much better could you apply yourself at work? And how much quicker could you extend the ranks? You see, unlike most episodes, there's no way to tie this up in this fancy ball at the end and apply it to body being balanced in business. It just doesn't work for me that way. Because you see, 95% of the individuals I talk to talk about business. You know, could you help me with my business? Sure. Maybe. Tell me what's going on with your business. And they start telling, and I say, well, before we go any further down that hole, tell me about your personal life. Are you drinking every night? Are you looking at porn? Are you working out at all? What's your family life like? You start pulling back the layers of how that looks and you almost always realize the people that are most successful in business have some level of stability or are always on the teeter-totter of destruction. And what I found is if you start living more of a four-dimensional reality and you focus on every one of those four quadrants in some capacity every day, you're able to get shit done. Mm -hmm.